I'm still learning that little gizmo here, sorry. We record on this. Today's readings remind us of our ancestry of faith. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, St. Peter, St. Paul. Those who were present to hear God and ready to place their faith in a promise that there is a kingdom not of this earth where they and those who believe in God are called to look toward. But in order to be prepared for this homeland we seek, we must be ready. And that means we must make sacrifices. Sacrifices of time, of stuff, of our ego. These sacrifices are not required as some punishment or bondage. No, just the opposite. They are practices that bring about a freeing of ourselves from what we would otherwise likely hold us back, bind us from what God promises us. And that's eternal salvation. Now that sounds like a theological, heady notion of a statement I just made, but do not dismiss what we hear today in the readings, both in the Old Testament and the New. The kingdom is for those who are able to not be tied down to things of this world, or even the longing for things of remembrance like lands or jobs or past relationships. It is certainly to give thanks for those blessings and yet be prepared and ready to move toward the home God has made for us, our heavenly home. It's hard at times, though, to let go and to place our trust in the one who's got our back, who had Abraham's back, who had Peter's back. But we must be ready for change and gird our loins, as it says in the gospel, for whatever comes our way, while keeping our hearts and minds free from the drunkenness and addictions of the world. As we've heard before, to be in the world, but not of the world, right? This weekend, today, in fact, we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration, which reminds us that we have to be in the world and come down off of Mount Tabor. But we're here to bring others and ourselves to the knowledge and love of God through his Son, Jesus Christ. You know, the first time this really sank in for me was when I was in my diaconal formation. Two years into a four-year program, we had a child, a son. I remember when our son was born thinking, how are we going to afford this fourth child? Not to mention all the commitments, commitments I've made, expectations I thought that were on me, not least of which was my time. Time always seems so precious to us. Time that I thought, how could I, I, possibly do all this? Listen, clergy are not exempt from self-centeredness. And though I wasn't clergy yet, I was certainly wallowing in my ego. We had plans, my wife and I. But we had to scrap many of those plans of a future of physical and financial comfort we had worked so hard to obtain. Our house was almost paid off that we were living in. 
We wanted a nice car that we didn't have to worry about is it going to run next month. Our community that we lived in, we had done block parties with them. We had been, our, they had babysat one another. Uh, you know, it was just, we were going to have to let go of that. But when he came in to our world, we had to recalibrate because our house wasn't big enough for all of us. My wife, me, our three daughters. We were so blessed to have this fourth child, but in order to provide for him and the rest of the family, we needed to make room. We needed to make sacrifices. Does that resonate? You know, I'm convicted now as I reflect on that time, but I could hear my dad's voice. God rest his soul, his past. But he would say to me, O ye of little faith. Well, I certainly didn't have faith at that time. Here I am in the diaconate, working towards the diaconate, and my faith was shaken by this unexpected child, unexpected responsibility. I was more in the world and not in God at that time. So we sold our almost paid off home for a bigger one. 17 years later, I'm still paying on it. I don't see the end of that to many of your uh, empathies. And we find ourselves in another community where we knew no one. I sold my truck. I was really attached to that truck. I had this four-wheel drive truck I was so happy about. We sold it in exchange for a more economical and reasonable car, cheaper a little Toyota Camry, I could hardly fit into that car. My point is, we made room through our sacrifices for that blessing of a son. Like Abraham, faith in God brought blessings beyond our imagination. As family, we see how blessed we are and are thankful in God's mercy. To guide us to an awareness that though we were in the world, we should be mindful to not become of the world. We do that through faith in something greater. Through a willingness towards regular sacrifice of ourselves for others. That's what the call of discipleship is. For me to relate to you and you to relate to me and in so doing have something new revealed, transformative. We do that through great faith in something greater, through a willingness toward regular sacrifice. And as St. Paul reminds us, faith is the realization of what is hoped for, an evidence of things not seen. Well, I'm here to attest to you today that hope in God will not leave you empty, but will fill you with great hope and peace. Sacrifice. Sacrifice is a gifting of something valued for something beyond value. My son is beyond value. My family is beyond value. But how easy we might lose track and sight of the people we love sitting right next to us because of our attachments in the world. Jesus will not let us down if we place our faith in his promise. It is a promise that we are known by God. We're known by God. He knows my name. He knows your name. And we live this life which is truly God's gift 
to learn what is truly valuable. That is the experience of our life. To learn every day, not grow to a point where we stop learning. Though I would love that. I would love a break from learning. But that's not the path that God calls us to. Jesus tells us today, where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. May our true treasure be known to us today through the sharing of Christ's sacrifice, his body and blood.